You're here again with us for Business Meets Personal Wealth. Thanks for joining us. On today's episode, we're talking about how the timing of an LLC to C-Corp conversion may offer significant tax savings. This is going to be a fun one. I'm Ann Lucchese, Managing Director, Enterprise Relationship Manager with SVB Private. What does this mean? Well, I get to help founders every day navigate their business and personal wealth journeys. Episode four with my colleague, Danielle Green, was very well received, so I've asked her to join me once again. If you haven't listened to that one, we cover what to do if you're being acquired before your QSBS shares are eligible. So Danielle, can you remind folks how you support clients here at SVB Private? Of course, Anne, and thanks so much for having me back. The last episode was a lot of fun. So I'm Managing Director of Wealth and Fiduciary Strategies, and similar to you, I work with founders to navigate their business and personal wealth goals and identify strategies to help them meet those goals efficiently. So I want to start with the idea of um, when you start a company, right, there's multiple different structures. And if any of you have read the article that I have on our insights page called Understanding Qualified Small Business Stock and the Capital Gains Exemption, you will know that you will want to have acquired your shares from a C-Corp to get the treatment. However, there's some caveats to this. So first, I thought we'd start with just talking about different structures. So first, can we talk about, Danielle, what an LLC is um, for purposes of what it means to them on a tax perspective and kind of maybe some protections, just some high-level things around an LLC? Sure. An LLC is a hybrid entity, and it combines characteristics of a corporation, such as limited liability, as the name suggests, and it also has characteristics of a partnership with with um, flow through income and losses. Okay, great. And so contrast that now to if they started as a C-Corp, what does that look like for them? So a C-Corporation is its own tax paying entity. Income and loss are paid at the corporate level. Um, if a C-Corp pays dividends to its shareholders, the shareholders have to pay income tax on those dividends uh, on their individual level. So it might be advantageous early on as you start a business to think about the flow through. One of the things I've seen happen to some founders is they'll start it as a C-Corp, but then their accountant tells them to take an S-Corp election. Could you speak to what that is and why we don't want them to do that? Sure. Uh, So an S-Corporation is a corporation that makes a special election with the Internal Revenue Service to have it treated as as a flow through, pass through, similar to an LLC. Uh, um, so you get the you get the positive tax treatment, but there is a negative side. The negative side is that if you want QSBS eligibility, an S corp will kill it. Yes. So stay away from that. Now, from that. traditionally, what we've always thought is, hey, just if you're in the innovation economy and you know that likely you're going to meet those metrics for QSBS qualification, start your company as a C corp. So you get that that eligibility date starting immediately, you can meet that five-year metric sooner. The world has shifted a little bit. And in that shifting, one of the things that's happened is that companies are actually raising much larger amounts of money prior to their kind of first institutional round. And as uh, Danielle, you and I both know, when they raise the institutional round, most venture capitalists will want them to convert from an LLC to a C-Corp if they have not done that. Um, 
in this kind of transition and the idea of the large seed runs, let's talk a little bit about what happens. You've started as an LLC. You're now going through and you're going to convert to a C corp. How does that work for the purposes of valuation of your shares? And then what's the impact to that QSBS? Sure. So the so I think what's important is basis here, right? Because the QSBS is the greater of $10 million or 10 times basis. So in these conversions, the basis of the property is equal to the fair market value when it's converted to a C-corp. And I'll also note it resets the clock for the five-year holding period. Perfect. Okay. So let's just say I'm a founder um, and I own, a, at the time of conversion, I've, I've kind of started the company. It's an LLC. Um, I own 20% of the company and it's valued at about 25 million at the time of the conversion from the LLC to the C-Corp. If I understand correctly, my basis then would be 5 million, right? 20% of the 25 million, it'd be 5 million. What does this mean that they would be eligible then for the greater of those two, which in this case would be 10 times 5 million. So they could actually get a $50 million exclusion. That's exactly right. Wow. So this is a super impactful thing if the timing is right. But one of the things they need to be very careful of is the limitation of the timing on when you acquire the shares, the gross assets test. Could you talk to what the gross assets test is just momentarily? Sure. The gross assets at conversion has to be no greater than $50 million. So as you mentioned, these these big seed rounds, if, if that infusion is going to get the assets to exceed $50 million, then it will not be QSBS eligible. So if they time this wrong, let me see, I'm going to try to distill what you said. If they time this correctly, they could end up having a very large exclusion. And in fact, as we talked in our last episode, stacking that in the, in the assumption of a very large um, you know, liquidity event. But if they time it wrong, and at the time of conversion, it's 51 million in gross assets, none of their shares would be eligible. Is that correct. correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So it sounds to me like what they really need to do is um, if they're going to try to do this and time it correctly is maintain your LLC status, but also engage with some advisors to make sure that you are not going to exceed that threshold at the point in time when you maybe take an institutional round and get that conversion to the C-Corp. That's good advice. Thank you so much for joining me today, Danielle. I really appreciate it. And thanks to all of you out there for joining us as well. Subscribe to the SVB Private Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast to get notified when new episodes are published. Thanks again for joining us today at Business Meets Personal Wealth. We'll see you here next time. The material contained in this podcast or webinar is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be an offer, recommendation, or solicitation to purchase or sell any security or product or to employ a specific investment strategy. SVB Financial Group, SVB, does not represent, warrant, or guarantee that this material is accurate, complete, or suitable for any purpose or any investor, and it should not be used as a basis for investment decisions. It is not to be relied upon or used in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment.
This material does not provide individually tailored investment advice. It has been prepared without regard to individual financial circumstances and objectives. The views expressed in this podcast or webinar are solely those of the authors and or participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of SVB or any of its affiliates. Opinions where and when expressed are subject to change without notice. Information was obtained from sources considered reliable, but no representation is made as to its accuracy. SVB, its affiliates, employees, SVB Wealth LLC Investment Advisor representatives, and SVB Investment Services, Inc. registered representatives do not provide, and nothing contained herein should be construed as, legal, tax, or accounting advice. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should consult their own legal and or tax advisors for individualized advice that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of money invested. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Asset allocation and diversification do not guarantee a profit or protect against loss. The term SVB Private is the marketing brand name for the private banking, lending, brokerage, and wealth management and investment advisory services offered by the following SVB subsidiaries and affiliates. Silicon Valley Bank, SVB Investment Services, Inc., and SVB Wealth, LLC. Each legal entity in SVB Financial Group is subject to distinct regulatory requirements, and certain products and services may not be available in all jurisdictions or to all client types. Banking, lending, and trust products or services are offered by Silicon Valley Bank, a California bank with trust powers. Silicon Valley Bank is a member of the FDIC and of the Federal Reserve System. Silicon Valley Bank is the California Bank subsidiary of SVB Financial Group, NASDAQ SIVB. SVB Wealth LLC, SVBW, and SVB Investment Services, Inc., SVBIS, are wholly owned non-bank subsidiaries of Silicon Valley Bank. Neither SVBW nor SVBIS is a chartered bank, trust company, or depository institution. Wealth management and investment advisory services are offered through SVBW, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Detailed information on the services offered through SVBW is contained in the SVBW Form ADV brochure, which can be obtained at advisorinfo.sec.gov or from your SVBW Investment Advisor representative. Brokerage products and services are offered through SVBIS, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, and SIPC. For more information on SVBIS, please visit FINRA's BrokerCheck website at brokercheck.finra.org or contact your SVB Wealth Investment Advisor representative. There are important differences between brokerage and investment advisory services, including the type of advice and assistance provided, the fees charged, and the rights and obligations of the parties. For more information about these services and their differences, speak with your SVBW Investment Advisor representative. Not all products and services are offered by all investment advisor representatives of SVBW or registered representatives of SVBIS. And not all investment advisor representatives of SVBW are registered representatives of SVBIS. Wealth management and investment advisory services offered by SVBW and brokerage products and services offered by SVBIS are not FDIC insured, not insured by any federal government agency, not bank guaranteed, not a bank deposit, and may lose value. All loans provided by Silicon Valley Bank are subject to underwriting, credit, and collateral approval. Financing availability may vary by state. Restrictions may apply. All information contained herein is for informational purposes only, and no guarantee is expressed or implied. Rates, terms, programs, and underwriting policies are subject to change without notice. This is not a commitment to lend. Terms and conditions apply. NMLSR ID 442029, Equal Housing Lender. Copyright 2023 SVB Financial Group. All rights reserved. SVB Financial Group, SVB, is the holding company for all business units and groups. SVB, SVB Financial Group, Silicon Valley Bank, and the Chevron Device are trademarks of SVB Financial Group, used under license.